0: Is there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor, 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 and doctor.
1: It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar.
0: I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. No bills gonna kill me.
2: The doctor
1: is in. Dr. Rashid Batar, back at it. Advanced Medicine this hour. Uh, didn't they call you the doctor of magnesium or something? What was that you, you said early on in your doctor career?
0: Yeah, um, I was the nursing staff at a couple of the different hospitals No, referred to me as Dr. Magnesium, yep.
1: Doctor, see, this is appropriate because Super Don was dealing with some interesting things. I want to bring him right into the mix before we dive into the scientific fraud studies that we're going to talk about here. Um you, well, super Don, just tell Dr. Batar the the kind of symptoms you were having. Not he's not gonna play doctor with you or anything, but you can share what happened and then oh, you got but the i like,
2: like to play doctor with Dr. Bittar. Play Doctor
0: Batar. Okay.
1: I'll okay. play doctor with him. Okay, all right. Go ahead, Don.
0: <laughs> I think I got a consent statement or something that he signed sometime. Yeah, yeah, me. he's okay.
2: Uh, bro. Uh, uh. You guys are good. <laughs> well anyway, just, just long story short, I, I've been dealing with um a restless you know it it's not restless leg syndrome. I had that for a little while, but it's gotten into my arms, and it just bugs me every night that I go through this thing where I get that whole restless, creepy, crawly, crazy thing where I just can't be still 'cause uh you know my arms have that feeling like you get with restless leg syndrome uh and it bugged me for a long time up until yesterday when we were talking with Ian Clark and we're talking about magnesium. And so I tried yesterday for the first time this topical magnesium product that they've got called Ease. And uh, last night, it just miraculously, for the first time in a long time, I actually went to bed and I didn't have that problem. How fast can magnesium work?
0: let, Let me just tell you what happened because I heard, this is what I heard. I said, Don, say. Well, I've been dealing with this problem, and the phone went dead. No, and then oh. then Patrick then Patrick reconnects me, and I hear <laughs> oh. him say Don saying, and so now I've, I'm I'm just doing great. <laughs> so I'm thinking oh, that's perfect. <laughs>
1: that's how fast magnesium works. See, I told you, uh, Super Don. No, no, so, no, 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 Robert, Robert. What?
0: That's how good I am.
2: Yes, that's how good uh, you are. See,
0: <laughs>
2: that's great. All right, so so just re- I'm just sorry about that. Out the uh, the restless leg syndrome type thing, except you get it in your arms and and, and right. stuff. I was dealing with that for a long time until I started taking some magnesium yesterday, and it I slept last night for the first time in a long time.
0: So let me ask you this question, and and probably Robert, Robert already knows this way before me even asking it, but here's a question: hmm. Have you stopped that one habit that I uh, <laughs> was astounded to find that that you participate in?
2: I'm, I'm still juggling chainsaws. I'm sorry. No, I haven't. Done that.
0: <laughs> so, so this is like saying, well, you know, I've been having this problem with the fire. Yes. And, um and you know, yesterday I did X, Y, and Z. and It's the first time I've slept. Oh, by the way, yes, uh, I have not stopped pouring gasoline on that fire.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. What are you going to make him admit? Man, I
0: well, I'm, I, I Look, I've, I, I yes. appreciate John's. Yes. Enough to not embarrass him publicly, but you know it's coming to that point that soon the whole world will know, and then he's going to really be embarrassed that he's in this industry and he does, you know, and that he part. I mean,
2: look, we don't have to I, tap I, I, dance around. We don't have to tap dance around it. I will admit that yes, I've been a smoker for a, quite a few years. And oh it is, my God, it is something that I still what? do. Yes, yeah, yes. No, look, I'm not. I'm not going to hide from it. I mean, it, not, you know, and not just after sex. It's true. It is true. Although the symptoms of, of the, the restless whatever, I don't even know what to call it. I, I can't call mm-hmm. it restless leg syndrome because it's not my legs, but mm-hmm. uh, it's something that, that, I don't know, it came up. But, it's, but it's mineral
1: depletion. Of... I mean, this is the thing. Okay. Mineral All depletion. Right. So,
2: so what we're getting at here, though, the, the magnesium seems to have had an effect on the symptom. Very quickly. Well, but the problem is this. It's
0: a false sense of security. Okay. Because magnesium is phenomenal at what Mm -hmm. it does, but you have to remember that there is an oxidative stressor that's here that hasn't gone away, and so your body's stress levels, oxidative stress levels have increased over time, and so then the symptomology starts. Now you've given yourself magnesium, but at a certain point, the amount of magnesium that you're giving yourself will not alleviate the oxidative stress that you're constantly uh, exposing your body to via the smoking. So the point right. is, yes, magnesium is is a it's a smooth muscle relaxer. It, it'll, it'll relax the uh, vascular system. It causes vasodilatory type uh, response. It is one of the most important intracellular, in fact, the most important intracellular. Some people say potassium, some people say magnesium, but um, magnesium and potassium intracellularly are the most important uh, minerals. It's actually indicated in advanced cardiac life support for resuscitation standpoint, where magnesium is the first line of therapeutics that is indicated for torsades, which really has no other corrective uh, components. So my point is that magnesium stabilizes the cardiac, um, myocardium, the cardiac cells. It helps to cause a vasodilatory type response. It's, It's basically a relaxer. And it also, as you've experienced as robert just mentioned it's a mineral issue so your body was depleted of minerals and giving body magnesium does help with the restless leg syndrome but again it's a false sense of security because you can't say i'm doing a certain habit that's causing i'm going off the cliff but the safety rope that i was thrown has helped me because that safety rope is not the same as standing on stable ground
1: right well and another thing we've talked about over the years here Uh, Smoking tobacco cigarettes, at least the way they're manufactured now, which is tobacco is one of the least of the ingredients, but you have a depletion of because of the presence of cadmium of selenium. Selenium drops, and, of course, we know critically how important selenium is. Not that we're trying to say only one mineral or only one magnesium. They all work in concert, but as you replenish one or ten or 174, whatever the number is, to the optimal levels, you'll see function uh, uh, restored and dysfunction Disappear, but it, you, you can compensate for certain things only so much. But you know, even Doctor Batar, even if you don't smoke, the fact is, what are we breathing? Right? What are we oh, drinking? Yeah, what are that. we eating?
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And so that's not to that's not to negate the importance of minerals. In fact, I have long said, and you and I, Robert, have talked about this off the air. We've talked mm-hmm. about this extensively on the air. I believe that remineralization is as important as taking out the heavy metals if not more important so heavy metal toxicity has three mechanisms of action where it causes a deleterious effect the first is as we all know oxidative stress so we know that's the rusting process that's that's the toxicity from the metals the second is mineral replacement or mineral displacement so those, yes. that's what you were just talking about when you talked about the selenium. As, uh, and some. Yeah, cadmium
1: and, displacing selenium. That's right.
0: Right. And it's, and it's not just cadmium will displace selenium. Sure. Um, mercury will mercury displace will. selenium. Yeah, and many of these different things. That, and it's not just selenium. You know, you've got many other trace minerals that, that are affected this way. So you've got manganese, molybdenum, um course selenium. You've got vanadium. You've got many of these other trace elements that get displaced. So that heavy metals come in. They displace the minerals, and then they, of course, lock up the metabolic processes because these minerals, these trace minerals, act as enzymatic cofactors. And when they're displaced and metals take their place, now the metals can't function as those enzymatic cofactors, so it locks down the metabolic uh, circuitry. So that's the second mechanism is displacement. And then the last one is relatively less common than the first two, and that is allergenicity to the metals. And so when you look at these th- three different components of heavy metals affect the body, we start to realize that the metals taking them out are very, very crucial. However, replacement of those minerals, because remember, the process of chelation, it's highly effective, but it is not selective. It pulled, I, I find I find myself sounding like Don King for some reason. I don't know why. I say,
1: <laughs> but, you, boxing you, promotions.
0: You, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's important to... Uh, it's important to recognize that we are taking those metals out, yes. but the process is not selective. So we, it's very good at taking out the metals, but it's also uh, will, it, it doesn't discriminate between the good things and the bad things, so it takes everything out, so we have to put those minerals back in. So right. mineral replacement is important for everybody, but especially for somebody who's chelating, uh, it's very, very mm-hmm. important because people, many people will get run into a problem uh, while getting chelation because the minerals have been displaced. And that's the only real side effect from from heavy metal toxicity, from uh, the treatment aspect um, and then coming into a scenario like you don you know you're not getting chelated but it in a way its it's a competitive inhibition is what it comes down to because the higher oxidative stress is utilizing more it's putting more of a stress in your body so it utilizes more minerals minerals are very important for the endocrine system for them for the endocrine system to work properly mm-hmm. for your entire body to work properly so your body's compensating so you're using more of these minerals up you're using more mm-hmm. of the vitamin the b vitamins up and so your body's need for them uh, increases, and as you get older, and as the oxidative stress increases, the body's resilience decreases. So the need for more minerals and vitamins uh, becomes more paramount.
1: I, I've heard Super Don called many things, but never competitively inhibited. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That was great, Super Don. By the way, do you have selenium? Because my wife's been asking if I if she wants to send you a care package to see if you have the minerals you need. You know, she was always I'm concerned about you. So yeah, low, that would be okay. great. Yeah, it's like a Mr. Care package here, Robert Scott. Also, uh, yeah, Robert, uh,
0: make sure you yeah. include a hammer in there so he can hit himself in the foot every time he picks up a cigarette. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just going to send a picture of of you, Doctor Bittar, so he can remember. You'll just come over there yeah. and stomp on him. Uh, anyway, it right. you know, was a great way to open, though. I, I you know, hopefully to, to Super Don's benefit, not detriment, because uh, we made him the star of the opening segment here on Advanced Medicine.
0: Well, I think that if it helps somebody else to you know understand this, you, you know that. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about smoking, you know in chapter in the in the fifth step or the ninth steps I talk about the abstination from vices, and you know what I've said about smoking so don i don't I don't know you I'm sure you've vicariously maybe lived through some of the stuff that we've talked about, but I don't know whether you've ever read the full book, but read the fifth read the fifth step and just I hope that it may make a difference.
2: Yeah, I was well, I, the, I will do that, and you know yeah. what? Look, I, I've been saying for a long time I need to quit, so, you know, I mean, maybe maybe it's time.
1: I, I just think yeah. you, you need, since you're in the bayou of, of Louisiana, the alligator method, where every time you have a craving, <laughs> you just got to go outside into the swamp and chase one in, there, and in get get one the middle of the
2: bayou. Yeah. Right,
1: put it there right next to the gators. If you want that pack bad enough, you got to <laughs> wrestle. Wrestle the Gator, and by then you'll be in such good shape you won't need it anymore. All right, folks, we got more advanced medicine. Dr. Rashid Batar, Super Don, making it sound so good. We got Patrick on the board. If you'd like to call in, 866-939-Bell. If you ever miss a show, medicalrewind.com. Easiest place to get it for the Dr. Batar Advanced Medicine. Hundreds of hours available also through robertscottbell.com. Back with more powerful healing after this.
2: The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert. And Dr. Roger Batari, Super Don
1: here. RobertScottBell.com. If you missed the show, MedicalRewind.com. Uh, we're transitioning over to the scientific studies. There, you know, it's not that they're never valid scientific studies. That's not what we're arguing when we go into the issues of scientific fraud or, well, the things that happen at CDC with suppression of information that linked the MMR to autism or these other vaccines, the Marisol to autism. But there's an the article here on Natural News, Dr. Batari, you pointed this out. Scientific fraud published in reputable, reputable, quote unquote, medical journals has soared more than, since 2004, according to a report Hmm.
0: 2004 2016, 12 years 1,700% increase how would you like that for a return on your money?
1: Wow. Well, I think that's probably guaranteeing a return on the money that's invested in uh, vaccines or the, the pharmaceutical companies or drugs, because if they can't get these things passed legitimately and they have to answer to their stockholders, they better fraudulently pass something to get something approved or else they're done.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's true. So, you know, it, it the interesting component of this particular fact is that how many other studies – have been built upon the framework and foundation of these fraudulent studies? Because that is one of the ways that science supposedly works. You take what's already been studied, researched, substantiated, you build upon it. So how many other things have come from that 1,700% increase in fraudulent studies? And we know that it's exponential. It goes, you know, it's almost like vertical. If you were to graph it, it's just vertical off the chart. Uh, What was that gentleman, the anesthesiologist? Remember, Robert, we covered this about four or five years ago. He did like 12 different studies that he published. All the data was fabricated, and they found that those studies over the last 12, 15 years had been referenced over 1,000 times in other studies.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the guy's name, but yeah, you think about that. It isn't just his studies that were garbage. Everything that was based on his data, which was basically uh, imagined into existence fraudulently, also had to be retracted because the whole field of anesthesiology was was you know uh, suddenly just tossed to the wind.
0: That's exactly right. And so the problem is that this type of myth and fantasy—I'm not even sure if you can call it fantasy, but myth—at mm-hmm. least it perpetuates the so-called science, but it's, it's, it's nothing more than myth, and now it's propagated as the truth. And anybody that goes against that uh, truth, that so-called truth, is now considered a heretic. Mm -hmm. And our whole process becomes skewed. And its I don't know who wrote that study or that 1,700% increase, uh, you know, making that observation, but they really need to be commended because somebody who carries that type of news risks the um, possibility of being crusaded for just carrying that message.
1: Yeah, well, this was published about the story about it originally in the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, the studies that were uncovered here, um, I think, let me see, oh, the Celebrex, remember Scott Rubin, the Celebrex from Pfizer, that study? I mean, people die from this stuff. I mean, you you alter the the course of medicine in many ways with these so-called breakthrough studies that aren't breakthrough studies at all, unless they're breaking through uh, the barriers of, of fact and And basically pretending to or parading as facts so that again, profit could be had. And you know this is the this how do you say these hallowed halls, if you will, of peer review of scientific journals. And I'm still scratching my head. Maybe this is why., uh, you know, I talked about Marsha Angel, who was the former New England journal of medicine editor in chief, and we interviewed her here about her her book, The Truth about the Drug Companies. And she wrote about this many years ago from the inside, the New England Journal of Medicine, for goodness sake. And here I was, thought she had died. And I'm thinking maybe because she covered so many studies that have resulted in the deaths of so many because they were fraudulent.
0: Yeah, that's true. But she she hasn't died, though, right?
1: No, that's what I'm learning. Like today, I was so certain she was dead. Not that I'm happy. I'm happy she's alive. But, again, super, you know, we started the show this way. I'm just, like, still trying. I'm talking to my wife to check the database to see if we had deceased (laughs) in our database of all our guests. Find out what
2: happened. You're going to be the one not being able to sleep tonight
1: yeah, I know, I'm going to need extra magnesium or something.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting, though, when you start looking at authors like this that were part of the system that kind of come out, um, Mm -hmm. and I guess, you know, all, all of us at some point were part of the system. I mean, I know I certainly was part of the system, and maybe in some ways I'm still part of the system, but the more evolved, hopefully more aware part, but the point is that, As people make that transition, what happens to them? And and I wonder why this person, we haven't heard from her again. Has she written any more books?
2: No,
1: we're going to find out when we come back from this break. Also, we've got more stories on this pharmaceutical uh, fantasy. That it is. It's a pharmaceutical fantasy with a pH before it, not an F. But I give them an F as a grade. We'll be back with more powerful healing and advanced medicine after this.
2: You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. Information is so good, it requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell Show. You ever miss a show, of course, uh, with Dr. Bitar when we do advanced medicine,
1: easy place, medical rewind.com. Of course, at robertscottbell.com, all the show notes, links up as well to archives with our syndicator, GCN, and uh, Talk Network, iTunes, Stitcher, Tune In Podcast through Epic Times and UK Health Radio and the new SoundCloud archive. So we got it all over the place, bringing this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty to the world. Thank you, Dr. Batar, for being with us each and every week and having having the time to not read the news until you get on the show with us.
0: Well, I should thank you for that, Robert, for giving me <laughs> the opportunity of getting my news from the Robert Scott Bell Show, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. This is the kind of thing that's uplifting, even though yeah, we cover some stories that we go, man, I'd be bummed out about that, but always focused on what you can do, not that you're trapped and you're a victim, but in fact that you can do these things, you can recover. And I'm glad to do that with you. Now, we were just talking about the pharmaceutical uh, fantasies, if you will, of, of valid science, the peer-reviewed, the gold standard, and all of that, and how we've seen an increase of 1,700% of fraud in the last 12 years. And... You know, as people are waking up, we've talked about shifts in consciousness, whatever you want to call it. They're increasingly desperate to hold on to this power, to hold on to this profit. And in order to do that, they have to make stuff up because they can't there's no big blockbuster drugs on the horizon. They've said this for many years. So they're they're really relying on our fear of the virus, for instance, to allow more vaccines into the schedule. And I've said this. The Zika virus is merely a cover story for vaccine damage to dna and other things and pesticide damage and of course the liability that would accompany it from those manufacturers of those products for instance and it's so much easier to blame a virus and then you can actually produce more drugs and more vaccines to so-called counteract the very thing you're creating
0: yeah this is something that believe it or not I hate to bring politics into the picture but this is where um, the email. I don't know if I sent that to you, Robert, or not. But Putin was interviewed, and he just, in a very, very blunt, in-your-face manner, listed everything you just said and how the how the West was uh, extending their influence and their misinformation, and that's where all this you know disease, the vaccine injuries, the um, he he talks about how this is part of how the west is orchestrating their ultimate game plan and yeah. of course you know they kind of the way they wrote it up was like you know they ridiculed him for talking about this but for those of us that actually know the truth he delineated it completely the way it really is without any fanfare or any you know political correctness he just laid it right out and he was right he talked about vaccines he talked about autism he talked about how the population was being dumbed down, how the population was becoming more toxic. Uh, he talked about it without using your word of sheeple. He basically talked about how that's what we were creating with sheeple. And I really found it to be uh, astounding that here was a, a head of a country, a head, head of a major, major power uh, that was laying it right out, and how the media just said, you know, how ridiculous this guy is. <laughs> and he was saying the truth. Yeah, no. completely laying it out. So I think we, we were so process.
1: we were so stunned by Putin's words in that regard that we thought it was like a joke. Somebody was making it up, and I think they validated, in fact, that he had said that. Now, I'm not saying, and you're not saying that Putin's not a, a politician opportunist wanting to, uh, to lead his own people in a way, but he seems to, at least via those words, be more concerned about the health of his people than our government is concerned about the health of, of us. And that's uh, patently obvious, no pun intended on the use of the term patent, in the medical monopoly that we have and attacks on natural doctors, if you can call them that, or basically doctors who utilize more natural mechanisms or means even though you and I, we've described how the synthetic amino acids associated with uh, intravenous chelation are not necessarily natural in the same sense of the word but how they are uh, counteracting an unnatural spike, if you will, in toxic interaction with the world.
0: You are so politically correct, Robert. Sometimes you're like (laughs) such a nice guy. I mean, if you... the, for those that are listening, that, I mean, the actual way was I, I stopped somebody who was giving me all sorts of accolades, and I yes. somebody who called in, I think it was a nurse practitioner, she said how I was the greatest natural healer or something like that. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And I stopped her and I thanked her, but then I said, what the hell is so natural about taking a needle and introducing it into the body and then introducing synthetic amino acids via that needle into the body? What's, what's natural about that? And and then Robert said to me over the break, "Way to beat up on somebody who's giving you a compliment." So, <laughs> so, so you see how, how how polished and how cleaned up he did that version, so that you know it wasn't. I I know that I know that what I said was harsh, but mm-hmm. um, it I, I don't pointage. consider myself in was- that.
1: It was pointed and poignant in that you, you point out, it's just like uh, when we say, you know, I don't want food with chemicals in it. If you if you really say that, you don't want any food because all food is made up of chemicals, too, right? right. Although we're not right. talking about the vital force, the life force, and how it's in, interrupted by certain chemicals, synthetic chemicals, toxic chemicals. But at the same point, yeah, I'm a stickler for language, and I get that, and I think it's important, I appreciate it. But I think the, the, the idea of what Putin said about how dumbed down we are in the West is a valid right. point. Whether you like Putin right. or not, he's making a valid point.
0: Exactly. And I think it comes back to the same analogy when this lady had called in that, you know, if you want to say that, you know, it's not accurate to say that there's nothing natural about what I'm doing, but if you want to say that the goal is to reestablish the body's balance into the original natural state is the goal, that's true, but we, it took extraordinary circumstances to get the body to that point, and it takes extraordinary means to revert that process back. And so when you come to Putin, you, it's the same type of thing. It is an extraordinary uh, sequence of events over the last 100, 150 years that's led us to this point. And it is going to take extraordinary change to get the planet back in realignment. And whether or not you agree with him, I mean, I uh, think he's a good guy or a bad guy, the truth is the truth. And it doesn't matter who emits the truth. It is yeah. still the truth. And well, so that's exactly. Point that I was exactly.
1: No, no, it's it's an important point to bring up. And then here we have another thing related to studies we were talking earlier, undeniable evidence from numerous studies proving that fluoride causes cancer. It's not just uh, you a know, neurotoxic substance, but in fact in, it, it contributes to the uh, manifestation of cancer in the body, and again, it's in the scientific literature. And at this point, when you look at fraud, you're like, well, why would anybody fraudulently do that? Who benefits by that, right? There's not. It's, your only fraud would be towards the the statements that fluoride is completely safe because you profit off the selling of a toxic waste product.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what it comes down to. Who would profit from certain things? It always comes back to it's not necessarily profiting from the information, but the misinformation that generates sales mm-hmm. is where the profit comes from.
1: Exactly. And the scientific uh, establishment has been manipulated. The journals are no longer, again, we come back to the, the editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. We've ha- we've quoted the Journal of the American Medical Association. We've quoted uh, editors for The Lancet, the British Medical Journal. They're all confirming what we're reporting here and what, ha- what we have for years, that you can no longer rely on the peer-reviewed literature. It's not to say there's no legitimate science occurring that is fact-based and is not agenda-driven. Uh, but you cannot just blindly pick a, a journal, open it up, point to it, and go. Well, yeah, that's definitely infallible. That you do that, you well, do that it, at your own peril.
0: Exactly, and you've got this study with the scientific fraud seventeen hundred percent increase since two thousand and four. That's over a hundred and forty percent increase every year. And to appreciate that, if you start looking at your money, if you were making one hundred and forty percent on your money and from a bank or from some kind of investment, that would be an extremely, extremely rare and healthy return. So seventeen hundred percent is not a is not a minimal type of a thing. And so when you start looking at the scientific fraud that's being published and you start looking at many of these other components that we've just outlined, you know, it, yeah. how, many, how much does it take? How many people does it take to start realizing that, wait a second, there is a fundamental flaw in our system. In fact, it was, um, it was against, they had to pass laws, congressional laws had to be passed to prevent doctors from accepting money from pharmaceutical companies because that's how they would manipulate the outcome of some of their research there are laws that were passed in place that prevented pharmaceutical companies from advertising the drugs and television and those were changed in the 80s and i didn't even realize i don't remember before mm-hmm. then i was just a kid i guess i was in high school but you know that before then in u.s is like one of the few countries that allows pharmaceutical companies to advertise on tv but before 1980s we weren't allowed to do that here in the states either
1: no no it exploded after that they knew what they were doing and that's why that money is being spent there And that's why the media, you know, loves Big Pharma, because big money comes to them as well. So they they rarely are going to promote a message that goes against their major advertisers. Now, here's another case of science being uh, a little different than what you hear about in the so-called peer-reviewed journals. Anecdotal. uh, Observational. Right? How many moms are reporting after seeing the movie Vaxxed about their children who were fine? developing wonderfully and then reverted, if you will, or backslid significantly after the vaccines, the healthy baby visit. We got a story here out of Health Impact News headlined why not vaccinating my kids was the best decision I ever made. And uh, Tasha Davis uh, tells that she has eight children. The first six were vaccinated. The final two were not. And she says her only kids who don't have chronic health ailments are the two that were not vaccinated.
0: Yeah, that's uh, you know pretty impressive. And Robert, it comes back to what you were talking about—the media and big pharma and how they manipulate the situation by paying for the advertising fees. Of media loves that because they get all this big money coming into uh, into the news um, mm-hmm. stations because they can advertise. They get these huge budgets to advertise. And this is not th- this lady's experience, for example. Uh, she was. Mesmerized and led to believe that there was a way to help her children. She ended up you know, getting the vaccines. Unbeknownst to her, the destructive components of the vaccines, her doctors had told her she believed. And now she makes the decision not to vaccinate her two youngest children, and, of course, they don't have any health problems, and so she, she sees that. But, again, look at the role of the media in there. And lest somebody thinks that this is not true, and we we're exaggerating, when uh, I think it was NBC Today or ABC Today, whatever that show is, when the, the the editors of that show or the producers of the show, they have a child with autism and they decided to do Big Exposé back in around 2007, 2008, and they uh, contacted a number of different people, the publishers called me or the, the editors called me, and they said that uh, interestingly enough, every avenue that went down would end up with my name being mentioned somewhere, and either I walked on water or I was the biggest gumbugget that ever lived, and they said that nobody said anything in the middle ground, and said they wanted to have me on the show, Boyd Haley was scheduled to be on the show. Um, we, you know, they interviewed me on the on the phone. Then we had tickets scheduled for us to fly out to New York uh, for the filming. And um, three days before, everything was canceled. And I talked to Boyd about this afterwards. And I said, "Boyd, you know what happened?" And, and Boyd said, "There was it was him and I that they didn't want on there because essentially came down that." Um, Their budget, their media budget, was going to be slashed $500,000 per spot. They were going to pull the ad for the next six months if I was going to be in the show.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible, but that's what happens. That's why it works that way and why you want to unplug from the pharmaceutically conflicted mainstream media and listen to the Robert Scott Bell Show, especially here when we have Dr. Batard doing advanced medicine. Uh, By the way, vanvcd.org. That's where we're getting a lot of anecdotes and stories being told about the healthiest kids being unvaccinated.
2: The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show.
1: If you're new to the show, particularly when we do our advanced medicine segments, Dr. Bittar is also the author of the international best-selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. And check it out. You can link it in the show notes, robertscoutbell.com. Dr. Bittar, I mentioned right at the end of the last break, the vanvcd.org. Because it was related to, you know, people say, well, that's not scientific. People are just self-reporting. Well, that's the basis, observation and reporting. The basis of science is that. And then they say, well, let's take it a step further. You don't dispute and say, well, it's not valid because all you're doing is observing. And, in fact, the things that are being reported are, are, are stunning, not shocking to us because of what we've seen. But can you talk about a little bit some of the information coming through Van VCD?
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Robert. It's, first of all, let's talk about what the definition of science is. And as you said, science is the, the purest form of science as defined by, uh, I believe it was Plato, is observation. And you first observe something, then you formulate a hypothesis from that observation, and then you test that hypothesis. Um, Secondly, anybody that would be an idiot enough to say that this wasn't scientific would have just jeopardized their own integrity because the SF36 patient outcome-based research model is not only well-established, but it's being utilized by many of the big pharma companies out there and has been for the last 15 years or so. And so this is completely based on the subjective SF36 patient outcome-based data model and what we're doing, we're collecting subjective data, meaning the person's own experience, and then we're objectifying that data by putting it into, uh, into um, uh, analytical uh, software, if you will, by basically extrapolating all the data and, and looking at where the clustering is occurring and what the people's observations are. And we're seeing conclusively that it is an extremely high level, like when you look at the Uh, intelligence factor for kids, for example, that it is a very high level of percentage of the children that are uh, benefiting by not getting vaccinated. So as an example, if you look at children and you have the parents assessing where they are in their peer group, they're ahead of the peer group, they're with the peer group, or they're behind the peer group. The people people that reported the children had not been vaccinated, it's something like 40% of the children are ahead of their peer group. Um, none of them are behind their peer group, or maybe you know, le- less than one percent is behind the peer group. Now you look at the children that have been vaccinated. It's a, it, conversely speaking, it's something like maybe two percent are are in the ahead of the peer group, but more than forty percent completely flipped off opposite. In fact, I think it's even more, something like forty-eight percent. I can't remember because constantly changing. As more people you know add into the data, the, the percentages are changing, mm-hmm. but it's. A very high level that are behind the peer group of children that have been vaccinated. So, the injury aspect, and then looking at other disease processes, looking at the parents, looking at the mother and her uh, medical history, and how many vaccinations she'd had as a child, how many amalgams she had We're looking at all this data, and it, it's it's mind blowing because anybody can get in and do any analysis. You can pick the age of the child or the group. You can say you know all boys between the age of seven and nine um that have been vaccinated and you can look at all that data we've got people from all over the world that are coming into this uh into mm-hmm. this uh, data it's, it's just expanding beyond so, what we can ever yeah. imagine
1: folks if you haven't plugged into it van V-A-N-V-C-D.org, van vcd.org dot org, and you can submit your own uh report there and then you can and, search you, Robert, it for just, free
0: mm-hmm. exactly and let me just add on one more thing van vcd people may say what does that stand for vaccinated and non-vaccinated children's data
1: okay vaccinated and non-vaccinated children's data vanvcd.org do it and by the way our government is also in uh, in league with the pharmaceutical industry if you, do, if you don't if you doubt it uh check out this next story we're going to wrap up with it uh, we got about a minute left u.s creating pink commemorative coin to fund cancer research you want to talk about pink washing are you our government is now in bed not that it's new but They're just taking it to another level where they're printing up pink goldish coins to raise money for breast cancer and other research. Of course, all directed for varying degrees and ways of using chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery.
0: Yeah, it's it's a sad state because they're just perpetuating onto this myth.
1: Yep. So it isn't just big bad pharma. It's your government in league with it. And as much as uh, Bernie talks a good game... Uh, He still doesn't understand how devastatingly dangerous and dunderheaded the pharmaceutical industry is, even if you remove the quote-unquote big money, which if you remove the big money from big pharma, there's no big pharma. (laughs) And if you remove the monopoly, there's no big pharma. You bring the freedom back in, you got healing. You got healers coming out of the woodworks. And that includes you listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show and Advanced Medicine here with Dr. Rasha Bittar. Thanks, folks, for being on board. Thanks, Super Don. Thanks, Patrick, on the board. Dr. Bittar, take us out with that very special message, please.
0: That the power to heal is yours.
1: Yes, it is.